My kids are asleep. Started at 6 a.m. Bam, we're live. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Guys, uh, I, I want to sh share something uh, with you guys that can happen to every single one of us, especially people who live in the city. And I want you to listen carefully because this uh, ties in very closely with how you should be behave at your uh, local affiliate. If, you, if you're walking down the street and you live in a city, let's say Baltimore, uh, Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, and you saw your fellow man who is in desperate need, 99% uh, of you. In my 51 years, I've never seen anyone stop to help those people, ever, not once. Holy shit, Caleb. Good morning. Are you kidding me? No. You're fucking the man. Did you see Brian's notes on this? Mm, let me see. I haven't checked my email yet. Uh, no, he didn't send them in oh. an email. He sent them in a text. Yeah, but I sent him in the text with only you and Sousa because that's where you sent the text last night. Okay. Um, Caleb, I am going to uh, – can you, can you send those over to Caleb, Brian, while I go off on my little rant here real quick? <clears throat> you the man. I appreciate it. Um, if, if you – so you're, you're walking down the street. You see a guy passed out on the side of the road, and, and you don't do shit, right? You step over him as you roll into your uh, restaurant to eat. But if you were hiking on some trail out in the middle of nowhere, you were in Hawaii and you came across, you hadn't seen another human being in 12 hours and you saw someone ailing on the side of the road, you would stop and help them. You'd be like, what happened? Did they break their ankle? Are they hurt? You would treat them like they deserve to be treated. You would treat them like how you would want to be treated. And yet in my 51 years, I don't see people doing that. Yesterday, I walked by a giant pile of poop sitting in the middle of a pier in one of the richest cities in the country and, no, and I just sat there. I'm like, wow, no one is going to stop and pick this up so that another one of their fellow men doesn't st step in it. But we're, we're, we're on the boardwalk here, and uh, there's a man eating out of trash, and no one goes up to talk to him or offer him or see what's going on. I get it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not judging those people. What I'm telling you is, is if you behave like that, you're one of those people. That's who you become. You become you – become, you don't want to be that person. And so you have an opportunity every time you walk into your CrossFit gym to be a totally different person. And what do I mean by that? And this was all inspired by a, a series of events. But if you attend a gym and you want that gym to stay open because you like your local affiliate, treat the people in there like they're fucking angels, like it's your honor to be there. Do not neglect strangers. So you've been going to a gym for five years and someone new walks in. You walk over to that person. You say hi. You introduce yourself and you say, hi, I'm Sevon. I've been coming here for uh, five years and uh, I haven't seen you here before. If there's anything I can help you with when you're here, uh, let me know. It's a great experience, but sometimes it can be a little confusing or things can move fast. That those you're you're obligated to do those things if you even want to be even considered a, a, a civilized human being, an adult. A, he a healthy soul. Let me tell you, at the end of the day, God's not going to give a fuck when you go to heaven how many times you fucking accepted Jesus if you can't, if you can't uh, uh, behave, uh, behave properly. Practice treating the people around you better. I keep hearing all these crazy stories of people who go to CrossFit gyms and are treated like shit. It's fucking nuts. Absolutely nuts. I, I hate leaving my OODA loop because I see what a what I live here on this planet with zombies. Just be nice to people. Be be those people in the affiliate 
that make it do more. Have a social contract with yourself to be really, really good to the new people who come into your affiliate. You know who you're helping? You're helping the owner of that affiliate. Make the job of the owner of your affiliate very, very easy. Walk right over. I know it's uncomfortable. No one wants to talk to a stranger. You just want to get your workout in, but be nice to those people. Go over, welcome them. Yeah, be friendly. Thank you, Patrick. Be friendly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's one of the reasons. It's one it's one of the reasons why I don't want to travel. Every time I travel, I just it, it, it's it's the um, you know someone explained it to me like this. People go to Los Angeles to get something, and I get it. I get it. But if you lived in a small town like if you, like the town I live in, like SoCal, uh, you have a social contract with that place. You're raising kids there, and you want the place to be better. And so there's you know there's things that you should be doing. And, and one, I'll give you a, an easy, super easy example of this is if you see kids who are trying to cross the street, you you absolutely stop. You have to just be like those are probably my. You have to imagine them as your kids. You want to try to make money for your affiliate owner. You want, you want to welcome people. Okay. Because remember, that affiliate can go away. And I have, I have a lot of friends who live in pl- towns where there's one affiliate and there's not another one within 100 miles. So if that affiliate sucks, or if those people in there suck, then, then they're shit out of luck. Oh, man. It's the worst. You could go to L.A. to see me selling. It's the worst. Absolute worst. Uh, three, three workouts released. Amazing. Caleb, why are you here? I got a random day off. Damn. I worked all weekend, so I get a day off in the middle of the week. Holy cow. Well, good to see you. Thanks for coming. Likewise. Do you want to say hi to Brian or you don't have to? Brian. Good morning. Uh, But, but it's good if you say hi to him because we want Brian to feel welcome here. We don't want it like, I don't want him to text me afterwards and say, Caleb doesn't make me feel welcome. I'm not coming on the show anymore. Uh, the the guy Alaska uh, Homestead, the closest affiliate, is about uh, twelve days drive from me. Oh. Brian, um, so so it's coming, it's happening again. We're going to take the uh, we're going to take the some of the fittest human beings in the world, three hundred of the fittest uh, human beings in the world. We're going to give them a test, and then um, they're going to be invited to the CrossFit Games. Three hundred men and three hundred women. That they will have a chance to qualify for the CrossFit Games. That's right. And three of the, I know I'm in that thread with you, and, and, and people are trying to get the vernacular. Right? Three of the tests. Yep, they've. That's the terminology that they're going with, and I don't care what they call them. I just want it to be consistent. Fair. So, me too. So, so three of the tests um, of the. Um, for, there's an individual group who's going and um, three of the tests have been released and we don't know if it's three of six, three of seven, three of five, three of eight, but we just know three of them. Uh, I would say there's no chance that there are less than six. Um, I would be shocked if they're having a three day competition and there's only one event on any one of those days. Um, so I think at a minimum we'll get two, two and two. I'm hopeful that we'll get two, three and two. And I would be surprised if there were, any more than that, unless there are multiple 50-point scored events like they had at the age group semifinal. Uh, and why do you um, 
Why do, why do you want more than six? <clears throat> in 2021, the first year of the semifinals, there were uh, about half of the semifinals at that time had six and half had seven scored events. And on the back end of that, I did a study, especially at the Granite Games for the men, where we just removed any one of the seven tests and the game's qualifiers changed every time. Um, now, you could, you know. Anyone could, at the top change? Well, the article is behind the paywall. So okay. I can't read it, but I probably have it somewhere in my Google Drive if I really wanted to find it, the, the back-end work. It, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, th that question will come up again, but, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll find it for a future. But uh, anyway, I'm just, I, I think that um, in a live competition with the caliber of quality of athlete that we have here and, a, and three days of tests, um, there's plenty of, obviously, there's plenty of things that can be tested in this sport. Uh, we know that they're going to have to take a test that at the minimum is going to be 12 events at the games, likely 14 to 15. Testing half of that in the semifinal scene with seven, if we have 14 at the games, seems more than uh, acceptable and appropriate to me. I think that it, it allows for specifically to test for things that you need to have at the games that you don't see on the field of play. How do you recover between events when there's a really short time to recover? Do you decide to have a back-to-back -back event? or have an event where it might be like, you know, cause they could always do something that's not necessarily a back to back event, but it's like the men have event four and then event five and the women have event four and then event five. So instead of having three hours between, you only have an hour and 20 minutes between when you take the floor or something like that, change the variable of recovery because that is always changing and relevant at the games. And you're saying more tests would um, get us a more accurate, accurate representation of who the fittest is. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, you know, it's the same way as uh, when we do the disc golf. If you give me a two day tournament, there's 50 guys that can win three day tournament. That number goes cuts in half four day tournament. I think there's only 10. You think so it's that, a more valid test with more um, when it tests that. If I mean, it's capable <clears throat> of testing more time domains, recovery, uh, different modalities, the whole shebang. Yeah, I think the, the more tests, obvious reasons. you know, the more tests you have within within reason, of course, you know, you don't want to kill anyone. I don't, but uh, that you find the, the best will rise to the top. Yeah. Nicole, hi. Good morning. Thank you very much. And um, and when the semifinal workouts have been released and six of them have been released, do we know? Uh, sorry, teams. Yes. Six teams. Do we know? Two questions. Do we know for sure? That, it, that, that teams will be limited to six. And the second question is, have t at regionals and semifinals, have teams and, individual, and individuals always had the same number of tests? Don't know for sure if, there, if that's the limit, if there will only be six. I think that it likely is. Um, but I wouldn't be upset if there was a seventh one that popped up. It's just like the, the over... Uh, and then to your other question, um, I think there, it's usually similar, but... They only take the four or six times. What is that? We don't, are you talking about individuals or teams? And how do you know? Oh, that? I think he's talking about teams, meaning he's he's saying we don't know how many tests for sure, but somehow some schedule must have been released. And so Brian. Brian's saying that only um, they'll only take the floor six times. Is that what they're Caleb? They're, they're saying that CrossFit released the heat times and everything to the individuals and teams, and it sounds like they're only taking the floor six times. Individuals are. Okay. Still doesn't mean that there won't necessarily be multiple tests. Obviously, right. we you know we've seen before where they take the floor once and have multiple fifty point tests. They could do back to back workouts as we've seen at regionals and at the games. Right. 
but the big the big theme here is that <clears throat> CrossFit's released some information early, earlier than we were expected. Uh, we were expecting to get this information tomorrow, Thursday, but they haven't given us all the details. And there are a lot of questions, I believe, on the team side of things about exactly how things are going to play out in each workout. There's still some unknowns. And already in the individual workouts, there are some unknowns as well. And I think that, you know, I, I mentioned this in these articles I've been writing, like, I think that's okay. But I also think there's an element of it that is extremely risky, depending on what the details that have not been released are. And the reason for that is because while it, it is true that it doesn't matter relative to your competitor, like right now, my understanding is with the information we have, we have and on site, they're going to brief the athletes with more specific information. Once that happens in Orlando or Africa, everyone around the world is going to know it. And if there is a standard, let's just say for the teams, for example, if there's a standard where the legless seated rope climb from the floor is extremely demanding, there's a tape mark on the ground that you have to start behind, above or below, and then go to the top, come back down, show control, and your feet have to stay above your hips the entire time. Let's say it's the hardest version of the movement. And you're telling that to teams on Thursday morning that have to do it on whatever day it is, Saturday or Sunday, that, that it's the last test. So it's on Sunday. Well, they don't really have a lot of time to prepare for that relative to the teams that are going the next week. And so you might end up in a situation where there's a, let's just say the last place team in North America East that's only had three, two days notice for this really difficult standard. Now, of course, you could be practicing the very difficult standard on your own, even not knowing it. And if you practice for the harder one, then you're prepared for the easier one, which is what I would advise every team or individual athlete to be practicing. But either way, What's the, what's the adaptation that athletes at these level can have in two days w w during a competition as opposed to nine days, seven which of those days they are not competing, meaning that the same last place team in North America West has seven extra days to make sure that their worst athlete can meet that standard so that even though they're fit enough on every other area that they don't run into a, uh, an obstacle in the last test that would otherwise potentially prevent them from making the games. And then in Europe, you have twice as much time as that. Which doesn't affect the um, competition at all since the semifinals are competitions unto themselves. They're not competing against the people who are at the other semifinals. Well, it just begs the question, why bother releasing the workouts early at all? Like, what's the point of releasing them early with partial information? If you say, no, it's so that every team that's competing has at least a week to prepare Yes, but if there's critical information missing, then all the teams in week right. one don't have the same opportunity to prepare. It, um, um, also, and I think you would agree with this, and everyone would agree with this, that for an online test, um, leaving out critical information to the last minute is, is complete idiocy. It's what causes all the problems. But for um, live competitions, especially like the CrossFit Games, it adds some suspense, and we kind of like it, right? So you find out that there's a run, and you don't know until you get there that it's actually a mile run straight up a hill. And it's okay that they left that out, right? That part's cool. We like that as the fan, the spectator, the athlete, right? You find, you get there, it's going to be a rope climb and you find out that um, it's actually, uh, it's a 60 foot rope and it's not a 12 foot rope and it's over a lake, right? I mean, we like those types of things are okay. It's correct. Yeah. And, you, <clears throat> and so the, the semifinals is threading the needle between the two. Okay. Because I think that they still want to have this unknown, unknowable, withhold some details till the end kind of a mystery. Right. But what I'm just throwing out there, 
And obviously not knowing what those withheld details are. I don't know how impactful it will or won't be on, on the week one competitors, but is that a variable that you want to have be more relevant in week one than the other two weeks? Because at this point, that's what you're communicating to me, at least. Another example, which would make other sports seem more amateur, but which makes, I think, our sport seem just better is the sandbag, right? The bag only goes up to 240 pounds, but they can bring out a bag at 250 pounds at the last minute. And we don't judge them for that either. Those minor tweaks, like we're actually, we again, that's in an isolated it. competition. That's one right. event that's happening at that stage of the season. This right. is Fair. seven okay. events happening across the world. To me, I would, you know, I would be releasing the workouts. I would be sending the athletes written explanations of flow and standard. I would have, uh, video demonstrations of them for people to review. And I know, and I am just accepting the fact that we're taking some of the mystery out of it, but we're giving each of the athletes at least a week to prepare with all the information that they need, knowing that, that what we're going to get is an expression of, of their fitness, not of their, you know, ability to adapt to something in a day where someone else has eight days and someone else has 20, uh, 15 days. Gotcha. Uh, Paulina, congratulations on graduating. Uh, I forget what school you went to, uh, something in Texas. Uh, Paulina's here every morning with us, and uh, she came out to Greg's Broken Science where I met her. And uh, she's also coming out to uh, Santa Cruz on June 3rd for the up there. Uh, yes, thank you, Nicole. Um, Paulina, hi. Good morning. There you are. Hey, um, okay, so three workouts. Let's talk about them uh, briefly. Uh, you say workout. Uh, uh, Brian has an article out on BeFriendlyFitness.com. Hey, Brian, when I go to your website, I couldn't find the article. I had to just use the link you sent me. Um, <clears throat> it's, not one, it's not one of the featured ones, so it's not at the top, so you have to scroll down like uh, two scrolls. Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you're like um, the other uh, – media outlets out there you you want to keep it challenging for us to consume your content i appreciate that um i mean all of the things that are up there now it is actually up there in the top oh there it is oh, all right perfect but it wasn't um last night we made it the article live and i sent it to some of you guys but we hadn't advertised it as live so if you weren't looking on there you wouldn't have found it and we hadn't made it moved it into a featured slot yet um do you think uh workout number one is a uh you say it's a long workout i why are there three machines in there and why do i hate machines and do other people hate machines like <laughs> why do i want to go to the crossfit games and watch someone's pulled on a skier doing a salt runner running it's basically running in place it's pulling on some strings that hang from a machine and uh and, and it's and it's riding a, a a stationary bike from the 70s like <clears throat> Certainly not a bike from the seventies, but yeah, this Wor is worse very... from the stone age. The bike weighs 800 pounds. Uh, I mean, if, they, if, they, if it was to break the bike up with a sledgehammer, it would be a better event. It's more spectator friendly. Yeah. I mean, this is, there's, you know, I, I, in our, in our kind of what to expect for semifinals, I had been hoping that there would be a workout that everyone would take at least 25 to 30 minutes to do. That would be very physically demanding. That would, and it would be early in the week, so that there would we would be testing that recoverability. Kind of, you know, I think that we're going to see some patterns from days gone by, from uh, regionals show up over the programming this year, and that this is one of them, having a long event to start the weekend. And obviously, the last time we, um, or we've seen, you know, triple three 
It'd be a long event to start the weekend of semifinals before. And, and it's pretty boring to watch. 3,000 meter row, three mile Do run. Do you feel obligated because these are important tests for fitness? And, and like I was thinking, uh, maybe they just put all three of them in, they, Adrian. Maybe Adrian just put all three of them in to get them out of the way so it's upward and onward for the rest of the uh, competition. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things that we got kind of early access to when it came to individual programming with the release of the team programming is the equipment that would be available. So we knew they'd have echo bikes, air runners, skiers, and rowers on site. We could assume that they're going to use most, if not all of those, at some point in the individual programming. And if you're one of those people that likes to think about what's still to come, the one machine that's missing is the rower. So maybe we'll see a row in one of the later tests. But yeah, you have all three of them or three other you know, machines here in this test. It's a pretty, I think it's a pretty boring test to watch. And my, the big question is how hard is this sled pull? Because and what if they're pulling a torque tank <clears throat> or whatever they're pulling? Sure. Yeah. But that would be a complete disaster. You know, I'm looking at the time cap 30 minutes and I don't see this taking 30 minutes for anyone. I mean, the bike plus the run plus the row. I was thinking about, it. I'm like, if you're the worst person at all of those things, it's like five, 10 and five minutes. I don't see these, these pulls taking 10 minutes to do. So even though it looks like a long work on a paper, 30 minute cap, I just feel like no one's going to hit the time cap. And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they, you know, they've done all the testing or whatever. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just how it feels to me. And, <laughs> and I, and I, and I, you know, I think back to the, the last time we saw a lot of machines with a, rope a hand over hand rope pull which was the, the rope chipper in the 2016 crossfit games and the none of the machines mattered at all it all came down to the sled pull uh is that the video you sent us yeah um do, do you have that caleb it's, it's a it's a little youtube clip um people are asking what the weight of the sled is i'm assuming it's the weight at the bottom 180 for men 225 for women and also why do you think that the last sled pull is longer it has something to do with the layout of the floor yeah uh, so they list the weights there, um, 180 and 225, but we don't know if that's the total weight. We don't know if that's the weight added to an object. You know, if it was torque take plus 225 pounds, sled plus 225 pounds, or if that, you know, whatever the distances are 84, 84, 92 feet. I'm assuming that that's, they're going to be pulling this, the length of the floor as they did in this three times. And that's why I actually think the entire workout is going to come down to the sled pull. If you, you know, if you remember this workout with, Josh Bridges beat everyone to that rope climb, and I think he finished eighth or ninth out of ten in the heat. Brent Fikowski was like second or third or fourth or something to the rope. He was close with a lot of guys and absolutely manhandled the, the, the sled pull and picked up what would be his fourth event win of the weekend in his rookie year that season. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't so able to follow. It. Why do you think the last rope climb will be longer, 94 rope feet? Pull. If rope they're pull. pulling it 84 feet, from the rig towards the finish line. And then maybe yeah. they walk the rope back and they pull it 84 feet back towards the rig. And then they walk the rope back. And then when they pull it to the finish line, the last time it might be mandated that you don't pull it to the 84 foot line, but an extra eight feet across the finish line. And your okay, time okay. is registered when the sled crosses. Oh, so, okay. There's like some sort of trip chip there or something. Maybe could be that I'm speculating, you know, to me, if it is that layout, you could just as easily do 84, 84, 84, turn around, run eight feet and cross the finish line and the chips on your ankle and you get a time. Um, but that's that's my first guess. 
Let me ask you this. Uh, something else you see in the article is that you hope it's a thick rope. The rope, I just got a rope from Rogue, and I've been pulling sled like a fucking maniac for the last two months. I absolutely love it. I think it's the coolest thing to do. Pull the sled and then push it back. Pull the sled. And, um, and that rope is 100 feet long, but it's skinny. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I don't remember seeing an option to buy a thick rope uh, from Rogue that's 100 feet long. Have, have yeah, you seen one? Been, uh... No, but there are, you know, how many times has there been something that wasn't available for sale at Rogue that became available for sale at Rogue after a competition? Yeah, totally. And even if it's an extra half of inch thick, thick, that makes a difference. Yeah, and I would prefer a thicker one. I mean, the thin one's good, but I would prefer, oh, here we go. Uh, Does that that thing come in 100 foot? This one's 50 feet. Yeah, 100 foot one is somewhere else. Yeah, and the 100 foot one is like a white nylon rope. Yeah, I think we used those at Mayhem when I was there. Yeah, J- I think JR told me he's got like 20 of those, which yeah, is kind of yeah. crazy. Well, he loves that stuff too. They, okay. get, they use the sleds every week there. So it's three of the most boring things you could do at an event with one of the, with one of what I think is one of the most exciting things. Exciting maybe, but uh, you know, I think an excellent training you know, method for sure, pushing and pulling sled. Um, will you know we don't there's nothing here to indicate that they'd have to push it back which is why i think that they'll just pull it and then have to walk their or run their rope back down to the other end just quotes just quotes just and uh anyway but i'm just i think that it's a really tricky workout to to program and get it right like you want obviously you want why are you going to have 15 to 20 minutes of machine work if you don't if it's not going to make much impact at all on the overall outcome how hard is the sled to make sure that it's like, is the, is the whole workout just going to be the sled pull? I just feel like 3000 meter echo bike. They're all going to come off of it within a few seconds of each other. The run, you might see a little bit more separation, but I think you'd see more separation on a road than on a machine. And then the ski, um, 1000 meter ski. I mean, I just feel like it's going to be the, the sled, the, the, the pull, I guess we can't even say a sled for sure that will, uh, decide the winners. And um, one of the details that might be missing that you were referencing early in the show is we don't know if you can plant if your feet are just um, if you have something to brace your feet against or whether you're just standing out there um, having to, you know, create your own leverage. Yeah, I like the standing out there creating your own leverage like they had at the rope chipper. You have a line on the floor. Feet have to stay behind it. Rope has to get across, you know, whatever object you're pulling has to get across it. Uh, any pro- uh, anything, any problems in Africa getting that equipment? I guess not. They're going to have enough echo bites, assault runners, and skiers. Yeah, we don't know for sure if they're going to use the same brand or equipment for all of that, but you know, they'll have something that's comparable. You know, it, whether it's a different company or not, we'll see. I, I know we're not a big uh, heart rate community uh, and things like that, but though I just feel like if there was just something we could see in those events more than them doing the event. It would make it a great, a better event. I just, I just put a I, monitor on someone. Yeah, it, you know. it's like everyone knows it's when you go get take a piss or drop a deuce or get fill up, get a glass of water when they're on the machines. I mean, it's just. It, well, you got to do those things too. So maybe that's right. you think that Adrian's actually thinking about that just <laughs> no. right off the bat. No. Show starts. It's early morning. You're drinking your coffee. And he knows you're gonna have to take a deuce, so he puts in a three thousand uh, meter run, so the spectator can <laughs> drop a deuce. Okay. Uh, workout number two. Uh, how, how would you so so let me just ask you this is is that needed as much as i'm complaining about it is that needed well i mean here's the thing 
you, you know, in general, we have this concept of uh, we want to see a balanced test. <clears throat> so we want to see a wide array of time domains and we want to see workouts that are impacted by weightlifting workouts that have a limiting component of gymnastics or skill and workouts that are going to test your, your aerobic capacity in a variety of different ways. Monostructural implements are relatively small in terms of how they're usually counted. But I think at this level, you can be more creative than this. Okay. So, you know, usually people are like, well, you got a bike run, row, swim, ski, or jump rope. Like those are your monostructure. I don't, I don't see it that way for athletes at this level. We've talked about this before that movements like the burpee or a wall ball or a specific weight kettlebell movement or a, just a regular pull up. Like those types of movements are aerobic for these athletes. Even something like toes to bar, some, you know, for, for a great deal of them, chest bar pull-ups. Like they're just so good at that stuff that there can be an aerobic element of it if it's tested in the right structure to, of a workout. And there's a lot of thought that can go into that. So you don't have to necessarily paint yourself into the machine corner. But if you, if you think about what those things are that I listed, it, at this stage of the competition, seven semifinals around the world, it's really difficult to have a road bike. So if you want to do any kind of biking, it has to be a stationary bike. It's really difficult to get them in a pool or a, a river to row in or something like that. So you kind of have some conf confines on what you can do as opposed to if it were just one semifinal event that 300 were competing in or whatever. In one location, you could do a lot more. So knowing that he's confined by those things, um, not surprised to see a lot of machine work show up. And look, uh, there's, there's going to be plenty of weightlifting and, and uh, gymnastics skills as well. Uh, Halpin, they could use that time to talk about other non-top five athletes. I'd rather hear him talk about the clothes that the athletes are wearing. Uh, over here in lane number seven, we have Roman Krennikov in the new Skins Ultra Tight. Roman's 205 pounds and wears a size large. That's the extra black limited edition one that you can buy on our website now for $99.99. Also, you know, like stuff like that. As Sarah Sigmund's daughter's out there, you notice the sweat is beating on her face. That's because she uses a product called Blah 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 Lotion. I would rather hear that than. You see, she had a new sponsor. She did who? LSKD. Oh, that's the clothing line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw something about them that I liked the other day, or maybe it was something I didn't like. I think I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I think I like them. They're kind of they're they're yeah they're yeah I like them. I don't have a ton of their stuff, but the things that I do have, I like a lot. I just like their ads. I think I like their ads. Did, is 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 Fuslier sponsored by them? No, no. She she's the only one who had the good tier ad. Yeah, I think I like LSKD. I definitely like Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Tier you know, got the uh, the top qualifier from uh, Africa for women. Christina <clears throat> Livetakis. Go tier. They like they do have a you know the one thing I would say about tier they have a huge. Uh, spread internationally of where their you know athletes are coming from. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at these guys. What about the um? The, now we're way off subject. What about the guys um who uh, sponsor Ariel Lowen? That clothes, those clothes are <clears throat> those clothes are really nice clothes. At least everything I have of theirs is nice. What brute brute strength? Born primitive. Born primitive. <laughs> it's close. It's always interesting, you know, like uh, you that see stuff's good. like Born Primitive make yeah. a big push into the market a few years ago. They were the yeah. sponsor at Wadapalooza. Everyone's wearing their stuff. And then, you, you know, they've kind of tapered off. I think that they're probably doing like really just fine, but they, they're not the like, and now you know, this year, then you see the tier make this push in. LSKD is making a play like 
you know, and they're kind of always coming and going. But I think Born Primitive is kind of well established enough at this point that they're they're just cruising. Yeah, there's everything I have of theirs is crazy nice. Um, hey, did anyone get the new Nano Twos? I heard that they've changed them, which would be crazy if they did. I heard that they fit different. I heard they're narrower, which I would be not. absolutely nuts. Only where the strike movement haze trainer these days. That's uh, but the Brian Friend shoe. Okay. Uh, test number two, toes to ring. Have uh, uh <laughs> have I ever seen those before at the um? Yeah, I have the seen games. those. I have seen toes to rings. Oh, it might have been during the two years that you didn't care at all. Oh, okay. But they. The, how's they, that look? What's that look like? Are are they flailing all over? What, is it no. hard to judge? No, I don't know. It's okay. uh, I mean. In this complex, they're going to do one toes to ring, one muscle up, one ring dip. So you won't get to see like kind of the, the pattern or the, the beauty of the toes to ring over a big set. But they had them in the um, ringer one, ringer two uh, workouts at the games in 2019 for the last 10 athletes competing. And um, yeah, so we have seen them before. Uh, the workout is five. Uh, it's a five ring complex. So it's one toes to ring, one muscle up, one ring dip. And you have to do that five times. Then you move to 20 single leg squats. I guess that means 20 pistols. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't just say that. <clears throat> and then uh, max burpees over the box with a time limit of three minutes. And then you and then you rest one minute and you do that three times and your total number of reps gets you the winner. So if you get, you're going to get the five uh, ring complexes that is that count as five reps or is that 15? Yeah. Reps? So we don't know if it's going to be the, if when they say total reps across three rounds, if it's going to be like assuming that you finish the buy-in every time is your score 75 plus the total burpees, or if those 75 five ring complexes plus 20 pistols will not count and it'll only be the burpees that count towards your score. Okay. We're, so we there, there's not, there's not a, um, some, um, standard protocol to these types of workouts that it would be just count the burpees or just count or count. Yeah, I mean, score is total reps makes me think that if you did 15 burpees in the first round, you'd be at 40 total reps completed five plus 20 plus 15, but they could just say at the briefing total reps, you know, max burpee over box. Those are the only reps that are counting. So in that case, your score would be 15 going into interval two. Okay. And, um, these, and these are uh, details that, we also don't mind if they're not released into the last minute. I mean, that detail I think is irrelevant because it's going to be whoever did the max burpee box anyway. But in terms of, uh, you know, scoring, you, you know, the, the scores will look different. They'll obviously have a higher reps if they count the buy-in every time. Um, <clears throat> there's other elements of this specifically burpees over box is the thing that jumps out here. You know, you see the height of the boxes are 24 and 30 and you realize that the athletes are wearing a ruck of 20 and 10 pounds on their back throughout the entire workout. So that's a, you know, is it a, what does burpee over box mean? Does that mean a jump? There's no, nothing that says jump there. So how wide is this box? Are they able to use their hands to get over the box? These little details will end up, you know, are the things that we don't know yet that will matter if they're forced to jump with the ruck, that is completely different than if they're allowed to use their hands to get over the box. So you're telling me that the dudes are going to wear a 20 pound backpack. Is, is it all 20 pounds in the back? Yeah. And they're going to do uh, a, a toes to ring uh, muscle up and then a ring dip. Is this, is this workout going to. So we've seen the athletes do muscle ups with rock before at this event called loose in Guadapalooza in 2020. 
And uh, this footage is from Craig Ritchie's because that was behind the paywall. The actual event was behind the paywall, the Flow Elite that year. Um, but we have seen it before. And we haven't seen the toe to ring and ring dip, but the muscle ups obviously going to be the most difficult um, part of that. And, you know, this event exposed some people that were pretty good at uh, ring muscle ups regularly that then had this uh, backpack on and, and had to overcome that a little bit. But it's been three years since then. GORUCK is much more prevalent in the space. All, you know, all of these athletes, if they don't own a GORUCK, should have access to one. So they can practice it over the, over this next week, even if they haven't done it before. And that's what I'm saying. If they had released this and it didn't say that they had to wear a ruck, and then that was a detail that they gave us next week at a briefing the day before it was going to happen, you would see a lot of people struggling with it. Compared to what I don't think we're going to see as many people struggling it because they have this week. And even if they haven't practiced it before, they can get their hands on one and mess around with it a few times because the kip is a little bit different. Uh, I don't think there has been a back-weighted pistol before. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do a back-weighted pistol. It's always either overhead or in, in the frontal plane. Yeah, and there's like, um, you know, one of the best we've ever seen at doing pistols is Matt Fraser. And Matt Fraser was the best at them for several reasons, but one of them is because he could do it with his legs straight out in front of him and down up really quick, and he could do it holding his foot or not. I think if you have the pistol on and you have that ability to kind of change between those two options, that holding the foot is really going to be beneficial here. Quick grab on the foot. So you just have that balance. Whereas if you're not used to having it, then, you know, but again, they have some time to practice it. And, you know, this is one of those where, because a lot of people struggle with the range of motion on the pistol. I mean, we've even seen games champions that can't do a pistol, keeping their heel on the ground. So um, yeah, it'll be definitely be interesting. I'm, the pistol is, I'm assuming, by the way, burpee over box means not jumping, that you will be able to use your hands to maneuver over the box. I think that's otherwise they would say box jump or jump, um, whatever. But uh, the pistol is the one that I'm not so sure about. And we don't know if that's alternating either. That's another one of those details that we don't know, but also that we don't really care about, right? Well, we do care about it because on the team side, they said uh, when they had pistols, they said, 15 on one leg, 15 on, on the second leg, or 10 on one leg, 10 on the second leg. And at the games last year, they said 10 on one leg, 10 on the other. Written like this, I'm assuming it's alternating. And if it's alternating, that's fine. Um, it would be strange if they wrote it this way and, and demanded an unbroken set of 10 and 10 since they wrote it a different way on the team's side of things. Um, it, it, will this be a deal-breaker uh, for um... – whole continents like is this the kind of thing where it's just going to stop africa are we going to see um uh, in in heats of 10 uh, the first five heats um at, at these 60 man uh events the first five heats not be able to to play with this one are we going to see stuff like that well the only the only competitive regions that have 60 are north america and europe <clears throat> like are we going to see where 55 women can't do it i don't think in those in those competitive regions, that'll be the case. But maybe in Asia and Africa, where they have 30, you might see 20 to 25 that'll you know, struggle a lot with that. Um, and again, that's that, you know, I say that all the athletes have access to a go ruck, but in those parts of the world, it's going to be a lot less likely than in North America or Europe for, for several reasons. And, and so, yeah, I do think this is one of those things where, I mean, I don't know what the the broadcast coverage is going to be like of those, but in some of those other places of the world, there's going to be some heats where there's going to be very little work going on. I do think that there are athletes in the, 
in the North America, East, West, and Europe that will struggle with this, but it'll be a lower percentage. And I also think that there's a chance, especially on the men's side, that if you're someone, and I don't think it'll be a factor for him making the games, but like we've seen Roman Kredikov has have his worst workout on ring muscle up workouts at every competition he shows up to. Mm. He's competing in what's probably the best men's field in terms of depth. Like there's probably like if he struggles with that for whatever reason, there's there's probably like 20 to 40 guys in that region that might be able to beat him on this workout. And so you know, that's that, and that would basically take him out of contention of winning when you know that he's competing against someone like a Jeff Adler that just doesn't isn't going to have a hole like that. So this is this is I do think is a critical workout for certain people in terms of where they can finish overall, and for some that are you know really going to be in tight races, this is the type of workout that if you struggle with it, I think you could really pay a heavy price for it. Uh, so you're literally saying, uh, by the way, Caleb, I'm sending you a link to Nick Matthews, uh, Nick Matthew, uh, Instagram account. Someone said that there's him doing toes to bar, um, on there with the rings. No, sorry. Maybe doing, doing the weighted pistol with the ruck. I don't know. Either way, I can't find it easily. Um, yeah, I, I pushed that one too because of the thumbnail, but I didn't see him doing it in there. Uh, Brian, will there be someone who just doesn't make it? Will this knock someone out? Like the will we see as big of an upset as um, Sam Briggs not being able to do the handstand walk and making it to the CrossFit Games? I mean, if it knocked Roman out, that would be huge, right? That would be. I don't. Yeah. So I'm saying, in the case of Roman, I don't think it'll knock him out of the games. I'm just saying it will limit his potential to maybe win his semifinal. Which there's, you know, we don't even know what the prize purses are yet, but that would be the only penalty there. Otherwise, a spot to the games is a spot to the games. But on the cut line, and we're going to get to this next Monday when we start looking at the predictions and we do those shows with John. Yeah. Which I think we need to get those on the schedule still, by the way. Okay. Um, That there's going to be these groups of athletes at every semifinal. Maybe in North America men, I'm going to say, look, there's eight guys right here and only three of them can make it. And we can start to evaluate, okay, well, these two guys are, you know, historically are not good on the rings. And now we have a more demanding version of that. And I see 20 guys further down the leaderboard that I don't think can make the games, but that they're not going to have any issue with this. They're great with gymnastics. They have, you know, small range of motion, fast, fast muscle, muscle fibers or whatever. And if, you know, one of those guys that's battling for a last spot suddenly gets a 33rd place on this workout, that might be it for them. Uh, California Hormones, thank you, 1999. Uh, I am down here right now, if anyone's wondering, at the uh, California Hormones Beach House. I, I get to come down here every couple months for a couple weeks with my family. And uh, they were nice enough today to set me up and my kids up to head out to Ryan uh, Schreckler's private indoor skate park uh, down in San Clemente, California. And uh, have you guys invite- been to it before? No, because you've been is- to some indoor ones before. Yeah, this is a real special one. And uh, his brother, uh, Shane Schreckler, will be uh, skating Schreckler. with the boys. What, what's his name? What, am, I, am I saying it wrong? Saying Schreckler. Oh, Schreckler. Schreckler. Sorry. Uh, and Shane Schreckler will be um, last time we were down here, they gave it the boys skateboards. And this time they're going to get a skate lesson with Shane. I am so it's like three hours of skating with them at their own personal indoor skate park. It's going to be dope. Anyway. Uh, thank you, Sarah and Paul, for that. And also, I don't know if it's out yet, but California Hormones is going to have a whole line of peptides coming out. And the uh, barrier to entry for peptides is much, um, much smaller than uh, dealing with uh, TRT. 
Um, oh, good. You have something incredible to tell me. Good. Okay. Send me a photo of it. I love pictures. Uh, Sheckler is a savage. Yeah, one of the greatest uh, to ever do the game. I know. This is, this is huge. Uh, Steven uh, Plyler, the, uh, the park is called the Sandlot. Yeah. End of the month for the peptides. Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited. I love how excited you got reading that. Yeah. I'm excited. I've always, I, I want to inject something, and so I, I can't wait. I want to inject something besides my wife. Um, okay. So uh, this workout, uh, this, this, is this a cool workout? Um, so I, the, the last thing I know is, we're going to do a programming show. Very, I know, but at the very top end, I think guys are going to crush. Some people are going to crush this. I think that there will be people that can do the complex. In like one Colton. Go. Um, we'll see. We'll see. And so I think we will see a kind of a cool race here. What I'm curious about, cause I think that for the people that have proficiency here, there's not going to be a ton of separation through the buy-in every round. And that it's going to come down to, you know, kind of capacity and consistency on the burpee get overs. What I'm um, or burpee over box, you know, again, I think there's something to that terminology. I just don't know what it is yet. And and what I'm just curious about here is is three like and I'm sure that they've tested this, but is three rounds the right number of rounds. I feel like if there was a fourth round, that's where you would see a lot of separation at the top end. So we'll see. I mean. I, like I said, these guys know what they're doing. They've put, they've tested it. I would hope that that decision is based on, nope, three rounds is enough and not that, no, we only have this much time available to us. So we need to make it three rounds, but I do know that logistics is a factor when you, when it comes to programming these, these competitions. Uh, Saxon Panchik, he does good with this one. Yeah. You would think potentially world record, uh, you know, candidate right there. Uh, Justin Medeiros always in the mix or something like that. I don't think the best score in the world, but top, probably top five. Olivia Kerstetter. Damage control. Uh, I, I know we've said that before, but she, she shows up, right? She's, she's, she is good at the rings, right? Yeah. I just, I mean, there's going to be other workouts that she'll be in the contention for uh, having, you know, best times in the world for. I don't think this is one of them. Uh, Emma Lawson. Yeah. It destroys it. Eats it for breakfast. Yeah, but maybe, but still might not even win in her own uh, competitive region. Okay, uh, Miss Miss Brandon, Danielle. Yeah, I think she'll do well here. But uh, Lawson, O'Brien, even Emma Carey, I think get her get her on this one. Okay, and in a fourth, if there is a uh, Dan, maybe Danielle Brandon is excited that there's only three rounds because it allows her to stay in the top five. Um, but with a fourth round, maybe she doesn't. No, no, no. Like the like the number of total events. If there's an extra round, I think that the fitter people will do better. And she's, I think she's one of the fittest. So awesome. Okay. And then, and then uh, uh, let's not forget uh, Europe. How does uh, Annie Thor's daughter do at this? Fine. I think just fine, but she's tripping balls though. No, she's not tripping. I mean, it's she, a lot. She finishes right. top five, well, but one she's of the freaking questions out. is what is, you know, how much does a range of motion matter here? And I think for the men, like someone, you know, someone who's a comparable bigger athlete, like a Jason Hopper, I think that he's going to pay a bigger price for his range of motion on this workout than Annie will pay for hers because of the depth of the field. Okay, you, you didn't get the memo before the show, the list of names we don't talk about. I talk about any athlete that's in the field that I think is relevant. All right, Brian, above the law, like usual. Okay, uh, Philip <laughs> Kelly, you made in the comments earlier is this the Brian show? It clearly is the Brian show. He's Great, a rule breaker. Jason Hopper's on the do not say list. No, no fly zone. Yeah, do not say. List, oh yeah. wow. Okay, I'll try to bring him up twice a show. Good, good. You're such a rebel. <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay. Uh, as long as I don't say it. there's now that there's three words I can't say on this show. Oh, didn't we liberate one for you a couple weeks ago though? Did we? Oriental. Oh, Oriental. That is true. That that one was on the. Uh, I'll that help one liberate your vocabulary, Stefan. Okay. Uh, test number three. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Brian, is there any other workout in the CrossFit ecosystem where body uh, body weight or size is relevant? I, obviously, not the stupid stuff like the height of jumping six inches to a burpee or doing handstands to a line on the wall. I'm talking about like legitimate, like, Hey, you're smaller. So you have to do, we lower the weights for you. Or is Linda the only workout that's ever been like that? No, no, there's some, uh, there are other, like even a girl workouts. It's might be Lynn, something like that, where it's a relative to your body weight and a percentage of bench press or something like that. Really? I, oh, by the way, this is one of the words I'm not, I'm not saying anymore, Brian, right here, by the way. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Because I, I had at one point I was trying to do all of the girl workouts that were uh, ever announced, and there were like two that I was not had not done, and it was because I couldn't do them at the prescribed way. And one of them was like a body weight. I'm not bench talking press. about scaling. I'm talking about like an actual. Linda is 1.5 body weight, body weight, three quarter body weight. So your body right. weight is a relevant factor in the workout. And I'm saying that there's an, another girl workout that also has that. Huh. There it is. And that's well, Lynn. Okay. So let's I see. was right. Okay. Yeah. It's just, just oh, body weight bench press. Okay. Body. Okay. Okay. So there are, you know, these show up every once in a while <clears throat> in 2000, uh, 2018 at the regionals when we had this, they, they picked the specific weight and it didn't matter your body weight. And it was based on like the average or something like that. Now the, as anyone who's listened to my stuff knows the, the, the weights, that the athletes have listed as their own body weight are not reliable. You can't do an accurate study on that because CrossFit has never weight, done a weigh-in of athletes at their events. So it's just whatever the athletes choose to put on there. It could be their weight when they first made their profile. It could be that they're keeping it up to date. It could be that they're just putting a weight in there that they want people to think that they are, even though they're 10 to 20 pounds more than that. Who knows? So how do they come up with that average weight for 2018 is a somewhat arbitrary in my opinion. Here, there's you know a little the nuances obviously that they have the dumbbells instead of the barbell for the bench press, which I kind of I really like that actually. Um, Brian, uh, sorry, this is off subject, but this I think this is important. Um, there was a uh, what about this? Uh, Trish writes, "There's a little Oriental family that just moved into our retirement community. What about that juxtaposition of words, little Oriental? Is that?" That's could fine. be as I mean I'm, I would assume that it would be a uh, a man a wife and their newborn baby a little and you, and, right and you and, and they're talking when she, when Trish is little they're talking about their height like their stature like they're like five five or something well little little kind of like the word uh, together has multiple meanings okay so you're okay with that sure I mean I would say oh is it a, is it a uh, is it a small family or do you mean that they're just kind of short people? Yeah. Okay. Man, you, you are the true liberator. The, um, the other weights in this workout haven't, have not changed. The deadlift is the same weight and the squat cleans are the same weight from 2018. So the only nuance here is the bench press and it's actually lighter overall. The 60 pound dumbbells come to 120 pounds where the women had 135 five years ago and the men had 195 obviously 90 and 90 is 180 pounds. 
but the demand of the dumbbells is, uh, you know, isolating each arm independently. So I would say it's comparable. Hey, and nothing here looks like it buries anyone. What do you think about the 17 minute time cap? We saw like, you know, I think one of the most top 10 impressive performances I've ever seen at a semifinal or regional was Katrin David's daughter. We watched her do this live in the East regional. She did every component of every, of the entire workout unbroken. Um, and I think she had the best time in the world. I think Sarah Sigma's daughter ended up having the second best time in the world that year. And uh, <clears throat> we will see incredible performances on this workout. I think that whatever you think the best time is, I think they were like in the 11, 12 minute time range, the, the best times. And I think we'll see something even, yeah, Alex Kazan's a great, a great choice of someone who could crush this workout. But if you're strong enough, fitness matters. Laura Horvath, I think, will smash this workout because um, I just think she'll move the weight so easy. But I also think there are people that will come to, uh, you know, come to a stop in this and probably on the dumbbell bench, especially, um, I think, the women. Um, uh, do you think that there will be people who race this? Like, like yeah. literally, like, the, like their time is going to be, they're going to be concerned about their transition times. That's how fast yeah. they're going to be moving. Yeah. Because, you know, think it, you have to think about it's 55 reps of each. That's not a ton of volume. Now it's 165 total reps. And it's going to be for the best people. 10 to 13 minutes, 150 reps in 10 to 13 minutes is something that they do every day in training. So like, yes, there will be people for whom the transitions is where this workout's won and lost. And you'll see some people gaming it as I'm a little ahead of you and I'm walking up to my cleans and I'm chalking up and you're jogging up to your clean and you're not to try to close that three second gap. And I might know that's okay. You can jog up here, but the, the amount that I'm able to recover in my walk is going to get me three seconds on you anyway. And I'll be back over there doing deadlifts before you. And Colton smashes this. Could definitely could. Yep, this looks like a good workout for him. And uh, Madera smashes this. <clears throat> yeah, Madera's. I mean, <laughs> any if we're talking about people who are going to do well on workouts, it's going to be Madera's is going to be in the conversation every time because you know as we've seen his consistency over anything that's tested is better than anyone. Page Powers demolish it. Uh, yes, I think. I mean, I think she'll do well. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that that North America East women's field one through 10, you know, how well is she going to do relative to the other 10 on this workout? I'm not, I'm not sure. But uh, if you told me she was top five, I wouldn't be surprised. Curse that or smashes it. Yeah, I think she'd do very well on this. Yes. All right. Um, so, so the workouts kind of have gotten better. Start, it, it, they start off with uh, that, that machine debacle. But but they do give us the sled pool, which is going to be. And you know what? We may even forget someone like me who just hates the machines. If if the um, if the sled pool is exciting, I may even forget that I had to deal with those watching those dumbass machines, right? If if I'm watching Fakowski and uh, Josh Bridges pool, are they going to be in the same semifinal, Fakowski and Bridges? <laughs> if, if I get to watch them pool uh, in a race to the end, it's going to be good. And, and I'll forget it all about those machines. But the rest of this stuff's fantastic, right? We love this, this Linda thing. <clears throat> I think it's a very, you know, I think it's a fun first set of workouts. I, you know, you want to obviously see it in, in combination with the rest of the tests. But we have a very specific weightlifting test here. We have a, a the test two is gymnastics, high school gymnastics, but with a weight com weighted component to it high skill gymnastics and a lower skill gymnastics, the burpee get over, but, uh, you know, there's a weight component to it. And then we have an aerobic workout. That's going to take a long time and you'd be on the machines, but the weightlifting could be the critical factor again in the rope pull. 
So the weighted element of all three of these tests is probably the limiting factor or the deciding factor, which is curious to me because, you know, we've, um, that means like, well, what's, what remains? Are we going to see, is, is weightlifting just going to be the predominant force that get, gets you through this semifinal? Or is the second half of these tests going to have maybe some weightlifting, but it won't be the limiting factor. And we'll see gymnastics and capacity like, be the things that, that are ultimate decide who does well on those tests. Hey, and there's an evolution in the sport, right? A, a, a workout like Linda 12, maybe 10 years ago may not have been appropriate. When was that catch and daughter workout? Catch and 2018. Yeah, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, definitely 15 years ago, wouldn't have been appropriate as a race. And now it's a race, and that's a testament to how, how strong and how fit the athletes are, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Look at that. I mean, that's sick. I'm telling you, dude, if you guys, like, if you haven't watched that, go, go back and watch. It's worth watching. It's like, it's really, really impressive. 12 minutes. Is that, is that 125? I think it's 135. So that she's using a man's bar. Uh, I think they have small plates on the outside. Five wow. outside to make it 135. Crazy. Yeah. That's impressive right there. And by the way, if you have $74,000 to spare, you can purchase that. Um... Well, they won't need those this year since they're doing the dumbbells. You think they learned their lesson? God, those racks are nice. Oh, are you going to do that workout, Brian? Are you going to do that, Linda? Mm, not with those weights, but maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned in the article, I've done Linda a bunch of times. I've done dumbbell Linda before. Uh, I've never done a combination like this. So, yeah, it might be a fun one to try. Hey, well, uh, any I won't make the, the time cap either way, though. It, it, you won't? Okay. Um, and any of these, and will it be like 40 minutes for you? No, usually, you know, I can't do Linda as prescribed because of the bench press. Uh, usually I'm in the tw like 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how challenging I make the weights for myself. Uh, another good one. Gee will smash this. It's kind of too bad. It's kind of too bad. Gee's down there to do the semifinal. Cause we really need to see him in that. It's kind of a wasted opportunity, right? We need to see someone w race him like up here. You get to see people. I mean, Right, he's he's the best athlete who, in the world that doesn't have anyone to compete against. Yeah, I mean, it used to be him and Roman, but now, but this year Roman's in NA East, so it's not the case. And so, yeah, he's probably he's probably going to be running away with it down there, like he has the last two years. And we won't necessarily, you know, that's fine for him, but we won't necessarily get to see him push to that next level that he would have if he was going side by side with a Jeff Adler or you know Pat Vellner or someone like that. Uh, yes. When I was a young man, Linda was like a go-to like once a month. It was like, <clears throat> it, but I never did it fast, but I just enjoyed doing it. You did, did you do Linda when you were uh, deployed, Caleb? Um, I don't seems think like I, a good deployment workout. I probably did something close, but the gym was always super busy and I never wanted to take three barbells up at the same time. I think I always kind of cheated Linda too, to be honest. I always, like, I never did my real weight. I would pick like, like the lightest I'd ever been. I'd pick like 147 or something, you know, I, I, I didn't, I wouldn't do Linda like at 165. It'd fucking kill me. Be there for a month. I may have filmed this. <laughs> Very, I, I've watched the whole entire thing. Uh, what year was, was that? I can't remember. I was definitely down there when they did it. I think they bit off more than they could chew. They finished it, but I mean, it was, man, that it was, was impressive to watch. It was 20, 20 reps down to one of, of Linda that uh, Bailey and Kalipa did. That was at the gym at HQ, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nuts. 2014. That's almost 10 years ago, and I think those guys could have raced it then. And I apologize if I didn't if if I if someone else filmed it and I didn't film it and I said I filmed it. I was definitely down there the whole time. I can't remember if I was sure I took a picture or something. Uh, okay, so when when do when does workout four, five, six um uh come out and seven? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? No, we don't know how many there will be. Everyone, I mean, we had all thought they'd come out Thursday, a week before, which is what CrossFit had advertised. Then last week they said Tests are coming out next week, and we were kind of all like, yeah, we know. You've already told us that. Then they dropped one on Monday. Then they dropped some on Tuesday. So maybe we'll get the rest of the individual tests today. That would be cool. And then we'll have the entire slate of, of uh, individual program to look at, which I think is important to consider. Because like I said, right now, we see three tests that on the surface appear like a mostly monostructural test, a mostly gymnastics test, and a mostly weightlifting test, or an only weightlifting test. But there are you know weightlifting elements in all three of them, and in this Linda test, even at the top end, yes, it's all weightlifting, but you know, your ability to your aerobic ability to, to do barbell cycling or dumbbell cycling, uh, for, you know, 11, 12 minutes in a row is definitely a factor. And that's where I think at the top end that fitness, not necessarily weightlifting will prevail. And while even though Guy will do great on this workout relative to South America, I don't, I don't necessarily think he'll have a top 10 time in the world on this workout. In fact, I would bet against it. Uh, Austin Hartman, Stevon needs more confidence as an athlete or just be less soft. I haven't decided which one it is yet. No, fuck you. You're totally wrong. I just need to keep staying not injured. That's the only thing that matters for me. Hey, Brian, um, this is, I will say this. I haven't seen any negativity about these workouts, which is kind of um, unique, right? I feel like the last, you know, uh, three years, whenever workouts come out, there's always some like, I haven't heard anyone say, hey, I flat out hate that or that's stupid. This has been this has been very well received, right? Yeah, I think that you know, obviously, there's questions, and the questions aren't bad. Some of those questions might dictate the more overall response to whether I I love this or just like it. But I haven't really seen anything negative either, and I'm excited. Like at the baseline, I'm excited to watch each of these tests because there's elements that I don't know. I don't know how critical that sled pull is going to be, and I'm interested to find out. I don't know how much that ruck's going to affect each of the individual movements for the big populations and the best in the world. And then I don't know, um, you know, just how fast people are going to go on this. And I do think that people will hit a wall on the dumbbell bench press at some point, but how many and how frequently, not sure. So there's, so I'm excited for him. Yeah. Is, is, um, is Snorri Emma Lawson's manager? I think so. Okay. I just text uh, Susa to see if we could get Emma Lawson. Is Emma Lawson 18 yet? Uh, Gannon Burr is. I, know, I don't crazy. think Emma is quite less. Yeah. Hey, that, that video you sent me, um, maybe I even have it up here somewhere. Oh, yeah, I do have this up. Is this, uh, sorry guys, now's a good time to take a uh, pee break. If you need to take a pee break during the show, we're going to, Brian and I are going to take a one minute break. Uh, Brian, is this, um, is this, uh, is this Ezra Adderhold? Yeah, from a few years ago. It's crazy. It says uh, here, it says disc golf. Uh, I'm supposed to give disc golf pro tour credit for this. Okay. Anyway, this is nuts, people. Uh, how do I make this bigger, Caleb? Do I, what do I do? Just zoom in. Just use your mouse pad and just. 
have a mouse pad. I can use, uh, oh, like, there I you go. Okay. Uh, Brian sent me this uh, last night. This is pretty crazy. Watch this. Uh, uh, this guy's coming on the show in a couple weeks. Ezra uh, Adderhold. Here we go. Only so much of it you can handle. Ezra Adderhold. So that was an ace. Would have been. And it said it rolled out of bounds. Oh, that's unreal! Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's watch that one more time. Uh, Ezra Adderhold. Well, where is that? What what event? Yeah. Uh, it's one of them that's coming up. Don't roll out. Don't roll out. Oh, no. Crazy. Hey, it would have been crazy if that would have rolled out of bounds, right? It did roll out of bounds. Oh, it did? See that white line on the ground there? That's it. It was an island green. Oh, my goodness. And so so he got so he got two strokes for that. It went from an ace to uh, basically a best he can get as a par. Pot for par, yeah. Oh, my God. And he did he get par? Did he get – I can't remember. Oh, my goodness. That song is so annoying. I agree. Jessica, I agree with you. Probably got like five minutes. Um, uh, Mike Halpin, Emma's 18. Okay. I could probably just contact her directly. Or I think I was – her boyfriend's uh, Jack Farlow. Mm-hmm. Jack Farlow will do great on the uh, Linda. I would think so. Uh, any stones? I would think that would probably be his best performance relative to the field on the weekend. Oh. Well, I mean, okay. we'll see. We'll see. There could be uh, – like if there was a max clean or something, then he he'll, he'll also do great on that. Uh, any stones um, un unturned? Is there is there anyone that you're like concerned about that you thought for sure was that, that had a chance to going in? Like like are you seeing that and you're like oh fucking Kelly Clark's out or oh Colton Mertens is out? Oh Rebecca Fuslier is to, like Fuslier could kill that gymnastics one and they get just destroyed on that Linda one, right? If that gymnastics didn't have a ruck, yeah, she'd be phen- phenomenal at it. How much will the ruck affect her? I don't know. She's always impressed me with her um, strength relative to her size. So, you know, she's kind of this person that I'm just expecting to rise to the occasion when it seems like something that she can't do. She finds a way to do it. Um, But, you know, if you look at the field of athletes that she's going against, which we'll do heading into that week, week two, we'll see that there are a lot of strong women in that field. So if they, you know, if those dumbbells slow her down at all, it could be potentially punishing workout that puts her behind the eight ball going into the second half of the, the test. And, and and both of those workouts could leave the, the the field in Africa just sitting around with their thumb in their ass. I mean, I I hope not, but yeah, I th- I don't think like this is why I I did that strength of field uh, t- test that um, Halpin and I worked on because I you know I just wanted to see what the other options are. It seems to me like Adrian is demanding a higher level or caliber of skill and strength at each stage of the test. We saw elements of this at the games last year. We saw him in quarterfinals this year. Now we're seeing it semifinals. He's raising the bar. And my concern is, are you raising the bar too high relative to the process via which you're screening athletes to get to that test? And he might not care about that at all. I do care about it. I feel like there's natural opportunity for progression across the season. I want the athletes to be tested. But I also want to feel like, no, at least three quarters of the field that's here taking this test can do this workout and finish within the time cap. If it's anything less than that, I feel like it's a miss personally. Uh, Brian, are you watching any semifinals in person? Yeah, I'll go to uh, Orlando week one, Pasadena week two, and Berlin in week three. Orlando, Pasadena, Berlin. Oh, so all three weeks. 
Crazy. Okay. Are you going to see Pedro when you're in Berlin? Pedro. Pedro. Uh, coffee pods and walks. I sure hope so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, thank you. Uh, great, great first look. I know this was last minute, and I told you, la- I asked you late last night to come on. I appreciate it. Mm. And uh, I think that's a good. That's it. That's good. Um, what is our next scheduled show? I, by the way, Monday I might be traveling. We, we might have to move Monday's show to Tuesday morning. Um, tomorrow night we have the the full programming breakdown with JR and Taylor. Right. And then I guess we'll see about Monday. Okay. So tomorrow's show I might not be on. In the evening? Yeah. Huh. Well, we'll see how it goes then. Okay. You Who's going to be there? steve You'll be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or Caleb. Caleb, are you on tomorrow night's show? Should be, yeah. I know. Isn't that nice? Good to see Caleb in the morning show. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you... you uh, okay, okay, fine. Okay, bye. Thank you, Ryan. See you, guys. Bye. Adios. See ya. Adios. All right. I told him I only needed him a half hour this morning. I kept him an hour and eight minutes. Solid. I can't tell if I'm excited about semifinals or if I'm stressed out about it being three weeks. I kind of wish it was just like one week or two weeks. Those are going to be those are going to be long weekends. Are you going to any of them? Yeah, I'm going to Orlando next weekend. As a spectator or as a worker? Well, they gave me a media pass. So oh, awesome! I'll be spectating and maybe taking some pictures from the stands or something. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, what does a media pass get you? Um, from what I understand, not much right now, but maybe they'll change it. Hopefully I'll be able to see some places a little closer. Otherwise I'll probably just be running the show whenever the events aren't going on. Okay. That's bitching. And uh, you already have a hotel and all that. Yeah. I think we're staying in some sort of Airbnb. Uh, Who are you going with? Um, one of my friends is competing, uh, Danny Kearns. Uh-huh. And her and her boyfriend are going to go down there. And so we're staying with her and some other friends and then some Airbnb just kind of like off of the way. Damn, you're like a real CrossFit fan. Yeah, I think so. I'm excited that you're going. That's awesome. I hope I, I hope I hope we can figure out some way to utilize you. We will, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be doing whatever and I'll definitely be running the show at least. So, uh, Renata Novantana. Do you have any? Uh, do you have some scheduled semifinal shows? We will be. Um, we'll be doing all three semifinals. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it, but we're going to crush it. Uh, we're going to have a full team. Uh, the regular crew will be invited onto the show. Uh, Mike Halpin, John Young, uh, Tyler Watkins, uh, Brian Spin, Brian Friend, J.R. Howell, um, Bill Grundler, um, Chase, if he's available. I know I'm forgetting someone. Did I say Brian Friend? Anyone who's available who you've seen on the show before, I'll start a thread very soon with them. Uh, and uh, we will uh, – Heidi, of course, and any of the ground people, Will Plummer, anyone who's there on the ground, of course, uh, Bruce Wayne, um, the Coffee Pods and Wads guy, Pedro in Berlin, and anyone like that. And we will be – I'm assuming every single morning during those semifinals, we will go on before semifinals, and then we will hit uh, skip. When they go live, we'll go off. When they go off, we'll go live. And so we'll basically be doing recaps and reviews. And, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Yes, exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it should be cool. 
it, the, those shows are so great. And then we'll, we'll try to uh, drag in, you know, the usual cast of characters. We'll try to get the Panchik uh, brothers on, Mr. Froning, um, you know, Josh Bridges, anyone we can. Uh, and, and, you know, Patrick Vellner, uh, Fusli, anyone, anyone who's willing to come on during the shows, I'll be texting and DMing and begging them to come on so we can see them um, in their highs and their lows. So it should be cool. I'm excited for it. Hey, um, how are how are you on time? You want to go through a couple uh, current events? Sure, I'm good. What what happened with um? I was trying to figure out what happened to uh to Trump yesterday. What do you mean? It's it's, it's kind of a. Did you see what happened? He's oh. basically he, he's not. It's it's five ninety eight. It's oh wait, no no hold on. It's um it's such a weird article. The one I found in red. Let me see if I can find it. Um. Uh, he basically is being charged with being liable for rape, but not of rape. It's 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 so weird. I didn't understand the article. I read it twice. I wish I could find. Um, not five ninety eight. Is it is it five ninety eight? Maybe try it. Maybe no, try it's it. Not. Oh, it's not. Um, parenting. Um. Okay, well let's skip that. Let 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 let's go to let's go to six oh five real quick. This is six oh five is fun. Six oh five is fun. Can Vellner win? Who knows? I hope so. Uh, here we go. The, my only this is an old clip. This is an old clip. But I, I, I my question is is I'm hanging out in Newport Beach, California, and the sweeping generalization here is is I walk around here during the day, and there's two types of people I see. There's a lot of young women here by young. I mean, under 50 with huge fake tits, like a lot. And like with obscenely huge fake tits, like, like not like just obscene, just huge. And uh, I, I had a friend who is a um, anesthesiologist and he called that size. They called it were called money makers. And then the other de- the other demographic I see walking around here is uh, o- old men. So I see women under 50 and men over 50. So many. And, 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 I, and I can then speculate why that is. There's a shitload of money here, and it's probably uh, older men who have a shitload of money because they've been working hard their whole life, so they have money. And then there's a shitload of women here with big, giant, fake tits because uh, men, for some reason, like that. And, uh, and so it's a match, right? Does that, does that make sense? I don't even know if what I'm saying is true, but like I can, I can intellectualize that, right? I can do the algebra? Sure. O- okay. Um, uh, so, um, here we go. Play this and then I have a question for you. One of the drugs used is Lupron, right? Which mm-hmm. has actually been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. You know what? I'm not sure that we should continue with this interview because it seems like it's well, going in a particular direction. Well, you're a medical professional. I am a medical professional. So you don't want to talk about the drugs that you give to kids or? Again. I'm a physician and I use medication. You're choosing okay, exploitive work. Why? So, so I understand a, a woman gets giant fake breasts around rich men. I get that, right? Why do people who don't want to talk about honestly about hurting children or the potential of hurting children have to dye their hair like that? What's the? I I, I don't understand the. How? how what is? The, where? Why? why 
why does the woke culture have that hair dye? What is the it's evolutionary? The what's the what's the logic behind it? I don't get it. I don't either. It's everywhere, and it's the same color too. And I'm I'm not saying it's definitive. I'm not saying that like every single person who has dyed hair like that is woke. But why is that look the woke look? I understand the hippie look too. The, the hippie look makes total sense to me. Um, your pants are torn and you've sewed in a patch and you have dreadlocks because you didn't wash your hair. Like, I get it. And, and your skin's kind of ashy because you sleep outside and you smoke a lot of weed um, and you're vegan. Like, uh, I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it fits the... I, I, I understand the, 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 um, uh, the, the black gangster, Mexican gangster look. Your pants are sagging. You want to look like you're, you're in prison and you didn't have a belt for the pants that were too big for you. You know what I mean? I understand the black hoodie. It's because you're going to rob shit. Oh, it's so funny last night. I got a, a guy, a guy, I was walking on the boardwalk at midnight, walking my dog, and a fucking guy approached me in a fucking black hoodie. It was fucking great. Anyway, what, what's the deal with this look right here? I don't know. What's the, what's the, what's the, I, I just, I just, just want to know. I'm not even, I'm not even um, uh, ripping on it. I, I'm not, I just want to know what is the blue hair? What's the, uh, what I just don't get it. I, I just, I really, I just don't. I want to know what the. It's their gang colors. I th- that would make sense, kind of, right? I get okay. I get it. It's their gang colors. How do these? It's not attractive, right? You know, how, like there's certain color foods you're not supposed to eat. Like you're like, hey, there's nothing in nature that has that color. A right. blue hair, a person that is typically aligned with the social justice where a platform commonly feminist environmentalist advocate prone to wander the halls of an art building. Yeah, what is that? Um, but what's the... Oh, okay, maybe uh, they're sticking it to the man going against the grain. It's like, fuck you, I don't care. It's like those women who wear those pants that are pulled up really high. Like, I'm hot and I don't care. I'll, I'll wear clothes that make my... I have an amazing body and I'll still make my, my body... Try to make my body look like shit. I guess. Uh, Rory Marlowe, I literally said yesterday, do they go in and say, give me the shite haircut? Yeah, I just don't... I just don't... Um... It doesn't explain anything to me, though. It's the feminist thing. I just don't get it. What There has to be like some sort of... Funct- like some functional purpose, right? Like some... Like you don't wear a black hat in the hot sun so that it makes your head even hotter. You wear a white hat. It's a... Here we go. Uh, uh, squid pro quo. I had purple and blue hair, and I'm the farthest thing from woke. But but look, you said I had, I had, and well, I understand. Yeah. You're right. It's not, de- and you're right. It's not definitive. That's for sure. It's definitely not definitive. Wow, Jay Hartle. It says fuck you to God. Oh, from outer space, it tells God to fuck off. <laughs> blue hair. <laughs> uh, changing what he made, saying they can do what he does. Uh, changing sex. Anyway. I, I was I was tripping on that. Why? Um, why? What's the? Um, I mean, believe it or not, I wake up in the morning and I try to make myself look like so that something that someone would like want to look at. I don't know if want to look at, but I try to mitigate the disturbance I would cause. Do you know what I mean by that? 
like um, I like I don't I don't want to smell in public. I don't want to like I don't find I don't. I, I don't want to stand out like an a, a sore, like an eyesore. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying. When I wake up in the morning, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm boring. Uh, caller, hi. Hello. How you doing today? I'm good. Like when I used to go out good. and take. When I used to be a photographer and I used to go be a street photographer, I used to go out on the streets five days a week and take random pictures. And I would try to look a certain way that would make it so that people might not be bothered with me taking a picture of them. Gotcha. Right, I'm trying right. to. Right, so I'm like tr- you'd, you'd put it, you'd hide the camera in the vent of the bathroom. Is what you're saying? The local bathroom. <laughs> I get it. That hey, way, they don't know. Hey, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's a little like, incognito. It's like a hunter, right? They wear camouflage because they're just they're trying to adapt their mind. I'm just I'm trying to figure out what the I understand the gangster look. I understand the hippie look. I understand the the big titty, fake big titty look. Like, I get the goal. Or even if I'm wrong, I can make some shit up. I just, I can't even make something up for these people. I don't know what they're okay, doing. Okay, well, like the hair thing, I have I have a suspicion about the hair thing, okay? Asymmetrical so, haircut I, with fucked up colors that, that don't happen in nature. I don't know exactly about the asymmetrical haircut. That's probably just because they deep down hate anything beautiful. Here's my thought on the color thing. It's probably because of the misogynistic, like, Stereotypes about blondes or brunettes—they don't now. You can't now. A misogynist can't even guess, so he can't make a like. They're trying to break the stereotype of oh well, it's okay. She's just a blonde. Or I know those are super out of date, but most of the things that these people operate on are stereotypes from the 1940s and 50s anyway. So it doesn't really matter. What about this? That they hate all black people. And Asian people and Mexican people because they have black hair, so they're trying to be the complete opposite of black, Mexican, and Asian. Uh, I'm I, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, what if someone who has black? How is how is purple hair or blue hair the opposite of black hair? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just coming up with stuff. I thought, don't judge me. I'm just coming up with stuff. Just, just we're we're exploring. We are exploring. We're exploring. No, I, I I wonder if it has more to do with just trying to like bypass the. Oh, she's a blonde or she's a brunette. They don't want to be listed as their hair color. But I mean, ironically, they're going to be the blue hair. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like some guys, like, you know, in a freaking 1940s film would be like, hey, you know, the blonde rod over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. I mean, we're all, we're all dressing. We're all dressing to, to uh, fit in, even if we're dressing not to fit in. Right. I mean, I mean, Caleb fits in incredibly every time he, you know, puts on that white robe. Hey, Caleb, are there any people who, (laughs) that wasn't nice. Hey, are there any people (laughs) in the military who stand out? Like, does everyone dress the same on, on campus? What what is it? A base on base? Um, No, once everybody's out of uniform, you can kind of see like how weird people are. Okay. Like my neighbor, my old neighbor, uh, whenever they would come home and like change into whatever they wanted to wear for the, it was like, you could tell immediately that that person had like some sort of mental disorder. Like they started, like they wore wigs and skirts and like, I don't know. It was really fucking weird. Well, uh, wow. Uh, Jessica T, uh, trust me, I know these women. Men do it too. Unattractive men treat women, unattractive men treat women like shit so they can tell themselves they're not getting hit on because they're not trying. Oh, unattractive men treat. Does that mean I'm attractive? Because I always treated women nicely. I, I don't think that it means that, unfortunately. That's some Andrew Tate shit. 
Hey, where where do you where do you where do you where do you live? I'm in Iowa. And how do you dress? Wear clothes. Like what's that? Jeans and Carhartt, a t-shirt. Like Carhartt. Like Carhartt. Uh, uh, I don't know. You call them khaki colored Carhartts and overall t-shirt and work boots. Yeah, sometimes overall. I can't believe I know That's somebody wears work boots. Crazy. I've never worn Where's work, what? work boots. I've never worn work boots in my life. And, and, um, yeah. uh, so, so, yeah, a wide net. so, and, and then, and then what's your hair doing? What would you, you, what's your haircut? Uh, I mean, I just let it grow. Sometimes I'll buzz it if I'm lazy or my, my sister's a beautician, so she likes to try things. Are there women in your but, workplace? Yeah, my sisters. Oh, All right. yeah. Family, family ordeal. So it's my sisters and brothers and a couple other guys that we hired. Jeremy, Jeremy says that's the required Iowa outfit. It is work boots and car. Yeah, Carhartt, Carhartt, and uh, t-shirt and boots. That's hey, were pretty you, much what everybody wears? Were you devastated? But when I clock, when I clock out, when I clock out, everybody makes fun of me because I put flip flops on and shorts, and everybody stays in cowboy boots. Uh, were you devastated but, when Carhartt went woke? I didn't know Carhartt went woke. Oh, okay, then I won't break it to you. All right. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, they had mandatory injections for their uh, – they got the same policy as Noble, mandatory injections for their employees. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of other good alternatives for work where out there not looked into their COVID policies. So. But Please don't what use is that the, word. Please don't, know, like what, word. Like, Please don't use that word. Do you know – oh, I apologize. Still back. Do you know – do you know what, uh, like, Origin, you ever heard of Origin Manufacturing? Caleb probably has. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you know if they, what their uh, uh, DVOC uh, clot uh, policy is? Mm-mm. I do not. No. I think you'd be hard-pressed, honestly, to find a company that any size that, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. You're going to come up with a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'll try. Yeah. Eat a dick. All right. Well, I'm going to go eat that dick. You All continue. Right. Thank you. Uh, All right. Don't uh, over, uh, over um, uh, spice it. Just eat it raw. All right. Sounds good. A little avocado on it. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Uh, 606, please. 606. Now would be a good time for those who are uh, sensitive to uh, take a uh, bathroom break. God, this is good. I wonder if we're going to get in trouble for uh, playing this. Here we go. Billionaire, women let you grab them by the pussy. <laughs> Checks out. I don't... <laughs> don't get me wrong. I know there's women in here who are like, that's fucked up. That's bullshit. I would never allow that. And to you, I would say, you've never met a billionaire. Uh, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> You're out there getting fingered by thousandaires. <laughs> a different demographic and frankly i agree with you a thousandaire should ask you permission before he puts his minimum wage fingers in your pussy that's disgusting that's why your pussy smells like wendy's but a billionaire let him grab your pussy a billionaire grabs your pussy that's the best thing that's happened to you in your life you're gonna sue that guy and now you're a millionaire Fastest million dollars you've ever made. You know how many billionaires there are in the world? It's like a hundred. Any one of them could grab my dick. Anyone. 
Let Bill Gates walk up to me right now, grab my dick. I'll grab his wrist and hold that shit down. <laughs> yeah, Bill. Ha! I'll show you Microsoft. Look. <laughs> if you're a billionaire. We are not all created equal. We are not all equal. Do the best you can. We are not all equal. When I was a, when I was a, a, a young man, my mom told me that uh, she didn't like the smell of rosemary. You like the smell of rosemary? Yeah. And, and it affected me because, because she didn't like it. I didn't like it. And it wasn't until like a year ago that I realized at 50, I can make up my own fucking decision. I can decide whether I like rosemary or not. And now I like rosemary after 15 years of not liking the smell because my mom. And that's why, that's why I never say something. I never see like a bug or a spider and, or a cockroach like crawling somewhere and, and say to my kids, ooh, that's disgusting or that's gross. I don't allow those words. I don't allow those words to describe things. I'd rather say, say to my kid, damn, that fucking cockroach is amazing on the wall. Wow, that's a huge, huge fucking mosquito eater. I can't believe you swear around your kids. I can't believe you let them describe a mosquito eater as disgusting, scary, frightening, or gross. Caller, hi. Hey, what's up? What's up, dude? Oh, number one, uh, I heard you talking about the Trump thing. So the way I understood that, yes. I think he got OJ'd. Hey, you know how OJ, OJ lost or won? He wasn't. He was found not, not guilty. Yeah. And then in the civil suit, he was found guilty and had to pay. Right. So I think he got OJ'd. Meaning you think that he did it, but instead of like putting him in jail, he's going to have to cough up the cash. I mean, I don't know if he did it or not, but I mean, that's what the court is saying. Right. Well, when you say OJ, do we agree that OJ was guilty? I mean, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. I ain't I'm open. I'm open to anything. Okay. Know? All right. Fine. Uh, second thing. How do you feel about RFK Jr.? He's been saying a lot of, I mean, I think like, really good shit in the news lately yeah i liked it that he fucking busted on trump for the the uh, being a 49ers fan i love it i do i do wish that he would um oh yeah that's the article that's did you find that in the notes yeah the article is crazy ridiculous oh caller hold on i want to read you this first line of this article the the, the title of the article is the political uh fallout from uh, donald trump the political fallout from trump's sexual abuse verdict now listen to this first line it's crazy um, someone sent me something the other day about um, uh, for, that Lauren Cleo was saying that people shouldn't if they shouldn't speculate. And most of the people in our space haven't gone to journalism school. First of all, she should. I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with her, but she should never use journalism school as some beacon of truth. But here we go. Um, uh, this is the opening line to the article. You ready for this? A New York jury has concluded that it is more likely than not that Donald Trump sexually abused and defamed uh, E. Jean Carroll. The verdict may be a harbinger of political and legal damage to come. I mean, the, the, the opening line is just all speculation. Like, no one would want that said about them or their mom or their dad. Well, maybe, let's say your name is Joe, call her. Maybe Joe is a pedophile. It's like... Well, that's the thing, right? It's an allegation, so... You can't really say it. they didn't find him guilty of it, but yeah, they said, fi- hey, you know what? Yeah, tell us and what they did find. Ball, they said it wasn't guilty, right? Yeah, just tell us what they did find. I don't need your help of analysis or telling me maybe or not maybe. 
Tell us, tell well, us. People, which... don't, people don't want that. People want to hear what they want to hear. No, this guy is this guy is a menace to society. He should never be president again. And therefore, we're going to say anything we can to make people hate him even more, even though they don't know him. Um, some what did someone say? Uh, Trump is a non-starter due to selling forty nine tickets. But the thing is, is uh, Cornholio, I hear you. But the thing is, is he didn't uh, he didn't enforce them. He didn't make it mandatory. Right. Um, the, uh, I, I like, uh, I like, I like the, um, I like the selections for some of the Democrats. I like, uh, um, uh, I like that guy Schellenberger, although now he's going independent. I like RFK. His voice is, is, is hard on me. I'm not going to lie. I know that's pretty superficial, but his, I think it builds character. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> um, uh, the, Marianne Williamson is a complete sellout and a fraud. She, uh, is a, a total fear mongering, uh, douche. Um, I like uh, Vivek Ramaswani. Ramaswani. That guy is crazy, dude. Yeah. I, I, like crazy good? Uh, he says some off-the-wall shit. I mean, some of his points are good, but... Tell me, what did he say that's off-the-wall? For me, he wants to... I mean, for me, and it affects me directly, he wants to bust union or uh, federal unions. Which, I mean, they don't have... Federal unions don't have power like regular unions do because... What do you mean he wants to bust them? What do you mean he wants to bust them? He wants to dissolve them, oh, oh, so there'd be no more federal unions. And you f- and you feel like that would aff- affect your uh, your your employers would then take advantage of you. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right, fair enough. Are you are you a Republican or Democrat registered? Uh, I think I'm registered as a Republican, but uh, I don't follow any party. You know, it's just. Were your parents Republican all, or Democrat? Uh, I think they're both Democrats. Yeah, I think mine are too. I, and I, I, I honestly don't know what I'm registered either. So I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye. Okay. Bye. Uh, Sean uh, Lenderman, George Santos was arrested on laundering charges. Yeah. What do you think George Santos is? You think I, I know he ran as a Republican, but what a trip, right? Because everything he says is a lie. Do you think he really is a Republican or he's a Democrat? What do you think that guy is? Did you follow that? Are you following the George Santos story, Caleb? No, I'm not. I didn't even know who that guy was until just now. He He's basically this. I, I don't know if he's a congressman or senator, but everything he says is a lie. It's a trip. He ran as a gay Republican Mexican. That, I don't know. But, like, he lied about what school he went to. He lied about what job he had. There was, like, some sort of shooting in a bar, and he said three of the people, and there were, like, his employees or his friends who got killed. That was a lie. It's just, it's pretty wild. What? It's like that guy from uh, Delaware. He said he was running as a black trans woman. Oh, but that, but that was a joke, too, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, Cornholio can't vote for someone taking credit for a team like the 49ers. I don't know. Uh, Santos is a nut job. Yeah, something's wrong with him, right? Uh, Hiller's therapist, uh, 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 John Fetterman, is the uh, best senator. Great profile pick. All right, so I like I like Rosemary now. I'm 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 a, I'm a fan of it. it. Maybe play a little bit of six fourteen. I, I saw this yesterday. I think I think I'm gonna actually plant. Um, I think I have some rosemary on the property, but I'm gonna plant a little more. In my lifetime, made ten gardens 
and wherever I go, I plant two things for sure. Rosemary and uh, southernwood. Rosemary is one of my most favorite herbs. My children are sarcastic. They say I cure everything with it. But they have had very serious injuries, and merely bathing with rosemary has totally healed them. Okay, there you go. Bathing in rosemary. That's it. I just wanted you guys to hear that. Bathe in rosemary. Uh, Susan K., has anyone uh, seen where RFK Jr. said climate change deniers should be prosecuted? You know, um, it's funny you say that, Susan. There was a movie, believe it or not, that Michael Moore made that ex- exposed RFK and a couple of the other fucking wild uh, environmentalists that basically all of these um, – it was, it was on YouTube and then pulled down. It was an incredible movie. This was like three years ago. I wonder if I could remember the name of it. But it basically showed that the United States, all of the clean energy plants in the United States uh, were burning trash and we were importing shitloads of forest from the Amazon to burn. And there are uh, renewable energy plants all over the United States. And we were, it, we were, it, they, those plants were importing trees from the Amazon and burning them for fuel for the United States. And it was being sold as clean and renewable energy. And, and RFK was behind it. Him and a bunch of these other climate fucking weirdos. God, I wish I could remember the name of the movie. And they pulled it down off of YouTube. Uh, Heidi Kroom, I took a bathroom break. What did I miss? Um, Caleb had a small meltdown. The longest bathroom break ever. All right. Uh, I, Sheckler. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to the Sandlot today with my kids. Courtesy of uh, Paul and uh, California Hormones. Sending, sending me and the boys over there. San Clemente. San Clemente, California. We'll leave here around 1, get there around 1.30. Drink some local coffee. Excuse me. I can't even believe it. I need to get some more coffee. Oh, uh, Paper Street? Yeah. Running low. Gabe? Gabe? All right, guys, uh, Thursday's show with um, Sarah Sigmund's daughter is going to be moving. Uh, she deserves better than me interviewing her from right in this kitchen right here. And uh, it also looks like Thursday night show I won't be doing. But uh, JR, is that tomorrow or is that tonight? What's I think tomorrow. The one with oh. Sarah Elizabeth tomorrow. Oh, there yeah. we go. Paper Street Coffee. I got you in Orlando. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Uh, can you bring back the affiliate series? Yes. We have so many people lined up. We have like 20 amazing guests lined up as soon, uh, soon as I get back home and we get through semifinals and I'm going to start bringing up. We have a bunch of affiliates. Yes. If you have ideas for affiliate owners, please uh, send them to my DMs. Don't get crazy. Don't feel obligated. Don't give me someone unless they're fucking awesome. So hard getting through my DMs. Uh, all right. Uh, love you guys, Caleb. Thanks for coming on. Really cool seeing you this morning. Glad I could make it. Uh, guys, see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And then tomorrow night, uh, don't forget the show with J.R. Brian and Taylor Self uh, discussing the uh, semifinals programming. Okay. Bye-bye.